listening to your BFF podcast live from the MP3 Festival stage at PodX in Nashville, Tennessee. Woo! Come on! Come on, y'all! Woo! (laughs) I am Mel, your resident BFF, and I'm about to become your best fucking friend. Today, we've got... We're doing something a little different because we're recording this episode live in front of a studio audience of a number that shall not be determined. Uh, Joining me today is one of my favorite friends, an OG member of the club, BFF producer Eric. How you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Doing doing all right. Doing all right. What's been going on? Um, finally get over the man cold. We the were just mentioning that to the audience. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> the vocal ease has, has helped with my voice. Tell me. Um, at least I don't sound like a 13-year-old yeah. through puberty at this point. I, I'm impressed um, that you've survived this long. Wow. Man, man cold. Well, thanks to a friend who came to my house. I won't point him out. The <laughs> audience. Uh, he gave me a cold, and it was just a summer cold, and then... Went to the doctor and it was pneumonia, which is oh, fun. And, no, no, no. Um, then I lost my voice for about a week and it's just finally coming back and I'm finally getting over it. But, Ooh. you know, man colds are yeah. deadly, whiny and needy and codependent. <laughs> so I'm finally feeling better. So that's good. Good. I'm glad you're feeling better. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad yeah. to be here. So what I have been doing. Um, so my husband, uh, got invited to a cookout. Um, it was supposed to be yesterday and everyone was supposed to bring a side or a dessert. So your girl, Martha Stewart here decided she was going to make two dozen cupcakes from scratch. So naturally I was supposed to be here all day yesterday. So when does one have time to do that? Friday when I should be preparing. No, no, no. So I am uh, preparing for, for, for today and, and everything for the weekend. And I make two dozen cupcakes from scratch. I literally, it took me about five hours total to ice them and do all the, the fancy schmancy decorating. So the fact that these are vegan cupcakes. Yeah. How much does that complicate the process? No, it doesn't. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's super easy. I don't know. I don't even think about being vegan. So, so, um, <laughs> so as I am icing the last set of cupcakes i get a text from said husband cookouts canceled (laughs) y'all i am still pissed (laughs) so um basically yeah so i I have a lot of cupcakes at home um but the silver lining is uh my birthday is actually on tuesday so party in my place guys woo cupcakes hope you guys (laughs) have come make cupcakes vegan cupcakes yeah so uh yeah it sounds been, like it's a been fun. wonderful time. Right? He <laughs> <laughs> should have brought him in and had him out. No outside food or drink, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, you've been really busy in the past week. I have been. Because of the, the cupcakes. <laughs> because of the cupcakes that. and everything. <laughs> everything else, too. But yeah. you also, the last episode of the podcast you did by yourself, it was 35 before 35. I did. That's correct. Um, and it is now available on a podcast provider near you. So, it is... Things, 35 things the male has learned before turning 35 on Tuesday. Yep. That's uh, pretty good advice. I learned to not make cupcakes the day before an event because they're probably going to cancel it. So there you go. <laughs> well, I hope you had other plans this weekend for your birthday weekend. I'm here. Well, so. <laughs> that's, well, that's a good thing too. But I'm here. We would sing uh, happy birthday to you. We don't have that kind of budget. Well, that's true. I mean, we, we had to cancel the pyrotechnics. Sorry, guys. Um <laughs> But today we do have a really fun episode planned for you. A couple of months ago, I started a series of episodes called How to Live Your Life. And with the help of my special guest besties, we answer listener questions about anything that you might need advice on. So basically, we tell you how to live your life and give you real life BFF style advice. And we have several listener questions that have already been pre-submitted. But if you guys have any questions that you want to ask during the show, feel free to raise your hand at any point and we'll gladly tell you how to live your life. So, Producer Eric, will you do the honors here? So these people may wonder what makes us qualified for that. Absolutely nothing. I've been been alive this long (laughs) and I'm really good at making cupcakes. So, (laughs) What makes me qualified is I'm going to be honest with you. Your friends tend to tell you what the hell you want to hear. That's true. We're going to tell you what, what you probably should hear. A little tough love never hurt anybody. So our first listener submitted a question. I've gone on several dates, as in the guy is paying and everything, but he hasn't made a move. Have I been friend-zoned, or should I make the move on him? From listener Jess. Hmm. Well, yeah, mm, 
I would I would wonder how, how long has this been going on? Um, it's at several dates. I don't know, three, four. Uh, several dates. I'm gonna say you're probably in the friend zone, girl. Uh. I don't know. Some guys are shy know. too. Maybe some people are some people are shy and not, don't want to make the first move. Open communication, I feel like in this situation is key. I don't know that I would do like the full on like you know movie style lean in to you know uh, do a, a full on kiss situation, right. but. Maybe uh, ask, be like, "Yo, I think you're hot." Is that is that a thing? Like, what? Where guys friend zone women? I think so. I don't use know. it. I, I mean, like in you know all around the world, like movies and TV shows, it's always the other way around. That's, it's always no, the guy that's in the I friend can, zone. I can see that from the girl. Um, so you never see it the opposite way. I don't know. We have some men in the audience. Do you guys ever ever friend zone women? Do we? Not of a hit. Maybe this is guy. Yeah, you friends on some girls. I see you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Or I, not even women, What about just... you, sir? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Go to Target. That's the <laughs> That's where everyone is. Everyone. <laughs> Man, woman, we don't everything you can find anything that you need and don't need at Target. So, I'm just saying. It's mostly shit I don't need. Especially the dollar section. I walk out there at ten dollars so, a shirt. I never thought on Target. even yep. existed. Boom. There you go. Solved your problems. <laughs> All right. It's from listener Shelly M. When is messaging other people on Facebook in a flirtatious manner considered cheating? When you are uncomfortable with it. Um not to say that it's quote unquote cheating. I don't want to blanket statement that, but um if you're uncomfortable with it, then it's a problem. Don't you think? Yeah, I think when you get into the emotional territory, right, to where you're leaning on that person emotionally, I think yeah, because your whoever your partner is in life, they should be the person who you kind of lean on emotionally. Um, also, what if where's the line for your significant other if you find messages? What what would right. be the one thing for your if you see the message from your significant and other to somebody else? I think that's different, you know, depending on the person. I mean. If Shelly has a problem with with even a little bit of flirtation, then you know that that's not good. Right. That's not good. And I, I mean, I think some relationships are a little bit more uh, open, and that's totally cool. But um, at any point that you are questioning it, to me, that's a that's a hard pass, man. You gotta you gotta communicate and just say. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not liking what you're doing. I think you should never be ashamed about how you feel about a situation. No, I agree. You're and always entitled anybody, to your own feelings, and never let anybody tell you you're wrong for feeling that way about the situation. If Absolutely. you if you don't like it and you feel bad about it, then it's obviously gone too far. Absolutely. No, I agree. So, from listener Lisa, her question is: What the fuck is wrong with people? Girl, <laughs> we don't I have don't enough know. time. I mean. In one day. Global warming. I mean, like, there's well, so we could, much. We could just start with our own on. issues, and there wouldn't Gosh. be enough fucking okay, time what, what, hour-long what podcast. What are, what are, what are your, your issues? with what, what's, what the fuck is wrong with people, Eric? I think the one thing I complain about all the time is that people need to get their heads out of their own asses. Well, that's Because fair. there's two people, a lot of people are too self-important, they don't worry about anybody else. And this would that. solve traffic issues. This would mm-hmm. solve lots of issues. Mm-hmm. Would this solve the scooter problem, though? That's what I want to know. <laughs> no, we're just plagued with those in Nashville. Guys, I... Those I, like, in bachelorette parties. I narrowly avoided hitting like a minimum of 17 people on scooters on my, my very short commute here, and it was it was a little ridiculous. Like, what in the actual fuck are y'all doing with your lives right now? I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I can't. And, and these... And the woo girls... The Woo Girls and their pedal taverns, and Lord have mercy, is there no other way to celebrate your bachelorette party? Bride tribe, <laughs> woo! Yeah, no, it, girl. It was funny not that Keep long that. ago when the the NFL draft was here, so there's like five hundred thousand people downtown Nashville, and so they the bachelorette they went on the news crying about how they couldn't get into any of the bars, they couldn't ride the pedal taverns because all the roads were blocked. And they were actually on the news because they flew here from like Dallas or somewhere and they were crying about it. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Go home. I guess Nashville's you should have looked what was on the saying. schedule for Nashville. <laughs> but, you know, it's the it city, so there's always something going on. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got over there? So let's see. From Genevieve. Oh, Genevieve. How do you deal with pet peeves committed by coworkers? Flimboy. <laughs> At my work, Flim constantly boys, clears his flimmy throat 
making nasty noises, and I think he does it on purpose. It's something he's done for months, and I want to yell at him to stop because it's nasty. So how do you deal with that? Yell at him or like to stop a, a smelly coworker. A smelly coworker. Oh. So he doesn't want me to read it. and take a shower. I've dealt with that myself. So what did you do? I didn't do much of anything. I just kind of dealt with it. But uh, there were other coworkers who okay. like secretly put deodorant in their locker and soap. What about like a fun gift basket? I'm a fan of the gift basket. So, you know, of, of body products and stuff. Hey, I found this new brand. It's super cool. You should check it out. Right? What about that? I think she just say, just I, honestly, with this guy, like, this like, like flim, or you could totally go the Pam Halpert way. Have you guys, are, are any of you guys office fans at all in here? Raise hands, maybe office fans. Whoop, whoop. Okay. You guys are going to know what I'm talking about. So, when Pam is pregnant and she is very sensitive to smells and everything, uh, Dwight K. Schrute, in his Schrute-like fashion, decides to continue to boil his eggs at his desk. And Pam, who is just not going to relent because you don't mess with this bitch, she is out here vomiting at her desk. <laughs> just do that. Just throw up at your desk every time that he like shoots a loogie out and just be like, well, well then, then you know. You, but then you become the problem. You become pukey. So then people yeah, have a problem with I you because you're throwing up all the time. It's a little passive aggressive. It's a little petty, but sometimes petty is okay. I'm, yeah, I'm but then you have petty. people who are sympathetic pukers when they just hear it, see it, or smell it. Even better. Because so then you then, get the whole office. Even better, because that's exactly what happened on the office. So Dwight is <laughs> just, just sitting here with his peeled eggs, and everybody in the entire office is puking. <laughs> that's the point. Because then he's going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah maybe, I, maybe I shouldn't do that anymore. <laughs> So there's an anonymous question. Okay. And I have a question about this question. Okay. When do you have the talk in a new relationship? What is the talk? I believe that Anon is referring to the state of our union address. <laughs> um, where you discuss, are you, are you, are you, oh, or aren't oh, you? And I don't know. I feel like you, you kind of know that when you are, I don't know. I just feel like it's a feeling. I feel like it's a feeling. You kind of know, okay, I really dig this person. This is the only person I'm talking to, you know, Hey, so I'm the only person you're, you know, you're the only person I'm talking to. What about you? What's going on with, with your business? Are you, are you only talking to me? What's going on? Well, I think communication is key in any relationship, yeah, but absolutely. But I think you just kind of know. Exactly. You do. You just kind of know. I think it's like high school where you're going to be like, are we dating? Check. Yes. Or are we no. going out? Yeah. Check. Yes or no. Are we going out? Or are we just talking? Yeah. Oh God! I yeah. can't stand we're that. We just term. talking. What? what? What is that? What are we talking about? <laughs> I got time for that at my age. I want to talk about. I'll tell you. Like <laughs> I can give you a list of things we're going to talk about, but it's not going to be the relationship. What? So another question from anonymous. What is the secret to a long, healthy relationship? I feel like you should start this one because um, you and your husband have been together for fifteen, almost fifteen years. Yep. Let's have you start that one. Yeah. So. Um, the biggest thing with us, there's three things that I, that we abide by, and it's worked well for us. Communication, okay, huge. You got to be on the same page all the time, and compromise. Mm-hmm. You can't always get what you want, mm-hmm. so sometimes you just got to do things that you don't really necessarily want to do. Um, and compromise in, in other ways too, but you both have to be willing to compromise. Yeah. The third one is to be nice. Yeah. Thank you, and you're welcome, and those things go a long way in a relationship. Because it always shows, if you if you say thank you every time they do something for you, or you're welcome after they say thank you to you, mm-hmm. then you're always showing them that you appreciate them. Yes. And they show you that you're appreciated. Yes. So that's been that's been huge in our relationship. The first couple of years, we really do the please and thank you thing, and I don't know where I saw that, mm-hmm. but it was a piece of like relationship advice I saw somewhere. And I, I talked to my husband about it, and I was like, we should try to do this. Yeah. And we do it, I mean, you know, it's been 12, 13 years later, and we still do it every day and for everything. And yeah, our relationship is amazing. Yeah. So, so uh, my husband and I have been married for, on, we're on year seven. Whoop, whoop. Um, so shout out to him. Uh, but no, so I think for me, uh, number one, it's supporting your partner and whatever they do. Um, that's a big deal for me. I've been in relationships where, you know, they made what I wanted to do, what my dreams were about them. And that's never a good thing. Um, so having somebody that supports you and it's just behind you 100%. Um, that's one thing. Another thing, personal space. Um, I am a person that needs 
I need space. <laughs> you need that's how you're needy. You need a lot of space. I need space. You're not. Um, <laughs> you're, not co- you're, you're not codependent. This is this no. is what I know about Mel. We've known each other for a long time. <laughs> yeah, she's not codependent. Of like, I need you to give me things or bring no. me things. No, she's she, I'm, she she's codependent. Like, get the fuck away the from space. me. Yes, give me all the space. Yeah. Um, I actually, I'm a former business owner. I owned a nail salon. Um, if you guys are listening, you probably know this, but some of the folks that are joining us today do not know this. Um, but I had a nail salon, and so part of my job is is was was sitting across from people and. There's something about being in the beauty profession that people confide in you everything. I know where the bodies are. I know who cheated on who. I know all of those things and about everybody in Nashville. (laughs) And that's taxing, guys. Like when you when you absorb all of this energy all day long. And so I would typically work longer hours than my husband. So when he, when I come home, he's ready to talk about his day. And I'm like, I have not decompressed yet. I need some space. I need some time to relax. And then you can talk to me. I think you're selfish, ma'am. That's selfish. Listen, <laughs> no, because I'm out here solving all the problems of Nashville. All of the women of Nashville, all of them, they all came to me with their problems, which I appreciate. I love that people, <laughs> all of that, them. I love that they wanted my advice and they, they would tell me things. I mean, I was the first person that some people would tell when they got pregnant or were getting married. And I, that's a privilege. And I, and I, I am honored, but gosh, when I got home, I was like, I'm so tired. I just need I just need 30 minutes to just sit in a room and just ah oh, zen and then okay I'm good I'm good to go. <laughs> Space is good. <laughs> All right, sex related question. And there's no whoop, know, whoop. from anonymous I guess. How can you have spontaneous sex when you're both on a busy schedule and are often too tired at the end of the day? Well, that's why they call it spontaneous. Yeah, you're not going to have spontaneous. If you're planning to get yeah, to the end of your gonna, day, it's not, not spontaneous. Be, it's not going to be spontaneous. You're going to have to schedule it. Like, you're just going to have to figure it out. Like, all right, what you got going on? All right, well, this is what I've got going on. So let's, okay, pencil me in right here at about <laughs> 6.45am. Okay, cool. It's fucking horrible. <laughs> but, I mean, I think sometimes you've got to, you know? I mean, if you want to stay connected, you've got to do that. Like, you don't have How a How is that staying connected when your fucking sex life is scheduled? Well, okay, six fifteen, we're doing it, and at seven o'clock we're having dinner. Like we're on a tight schedule here, people. So you no. only need forty five no, minutes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Well, at least I no. didn't say five <laughs> just minutes. <kidding. laughs> I just think that's ridiculous. Six fifteen, six twenty, dinner time. Uh, well, we I get tired on... of married people bitching about how they have a lack of sex life. Right, it's up to you with your sex life. I mean, I get, but Why I are you get bitching it, to me about how shitty your sex life is? I get it though, because with with competing work schedules because some people work you know more early hours some people work more late hours it's about finding that key time I, that works for you i understand how you get busy. i get it i get it i understand how you get busy but yeah yeah i mean i i, I don't it's spontaneous <laughs> that's not supposed to be scheduled scheduled sex is fine i'm just saying <laughs> friends with benefits a safe idea is that a safe idea friends with benefits i've been there done that a long time ago how did it work out <laughs> it didn't. <laughs> That's why, yeah, I've been okay. in a relationship for 15 years. Um, well, I, it I was funny like, at the time. Was it okay but, for what you wanted at the time? Yeah, it meant my okay. needs, I guess. I think it's about expectation. And um, if you and make list, sure you're on the same page with the other person, too. Yes. They don't catch the feels because then you're in a world of trouble. Bingo. I think that's this is something we talk about a lot on our show. Um, expectation is the root of all evil. All of it, all evil expectation. Um, so, if you have different expectations than this other person, that's not going to work out very good for you. Um, <laughs> because, like you said, one person's bound to catch the feels, and it's just not a good situation. But if you're both, if you both have the same end goal in mind, I think, I think it's fine. Yeah. I don't know. On the flip side of that, I'll expand on my experience. It went on for, I don't know, six months or so. Okay. And um, the other person caught the feels. So when I was ending the friends with benefits, when I met my husband and we were mm-hmm. in a relationship, then I was still getting like dirty messages from this person. Ooh. And and like, oh, well, I wanted to date you. 
Well, that's what not. That's not what we. That's not what we had going on. Like that was. I'm sorry. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, 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 wow. It got messy a little bit. Yeah, I'd finally be really mean and just be like, "Fuck off." I feel like. Well, okay, that's a way to handle it. I would. I just feel like you. Yeah, you kind of have to. Yeah, well, you have did, to. Do you have to know? And, and when it's over, it's over. Like block, delete. Erase threads, whatever you got to do, block on Facebook and the Instagrams, whatever you got to do to just shut that shit down. Yeah, but some people don't. In the words of Negan. <clears throat> to do it nicely, some people don't take the hint. And so I had to be mean. Block. I don't like to be mean. Block. I don't like to be an asshole. Block button. No, that's that's meaner than just being like straightforward. Like, Is it? Because off, then they're just like, off. oh, I don't know if they got my message. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just wrong. I don't know. Do they get it? I don't know. Yeah. Have you ever? I, this is my question. You ever broken okay. up with somebody over text message or email? No. Well, if, you, if you're just going to ignore the person, the other person, the other scenario. No, I mean, but I haven't been in that that situation. So it's wrong to break up over email or text, but it's not wrong to just block and delete. If it's not like serious, <laughs> that's contradictory. If it's a serious man. thing, if it's, it's a serious thing, that's a completely different situation, like a full on relationship. But if it's like we just we know why we're here and we're here to hit it and quit it, no, nah, we're we're good. Well, this guy wasn't stalking me; he just wouldn't leave me alone. Well, that's not. He wasn't good. really stalking me. He wasn't like showing up at my work. He was just well, sending that's good. messages. At least he wasn't, you know, doing anything illegal. And then once I was very direct, then it stopped. <laughs> Well, sometimes you just have to. I'm just saying, I think you're contradicting yourself. Sometimes you have to be cruel to be kind. I've heard that before. I don't know where. Yeah, yeah. The kindness didn't work. How to be cruel. That's that's kind of how I am. (laughs) That is totally you. All right, we got a friend uh, question about friendships from Janae. Oh, okay. I have to. I'm sorry. I want to give a shout out to Janae. Janae was supposed to be here today, and she ended up. She had a a little a little problem, and she wasn't able to be here. She's been a longtime listener of um, of this show, and then of Two Dead Chicks that I do with my friend Kia right here in the front row. I'm going to point you out here. This this gorgeous woman right here. That's my best friend, Kia. (laughs) But uh, yeah, hello, Janae, and we're so sorry you weren't able to be here. And yeah. the Two Dead Chicks podcast ended a few months ago, so sorry. We still anybody. have two episodes left. We're not dead yet. Okay. Calm down there. <laughs> so from today, how do you deal with the betrayal of someone you thought was your friend? The betrayal of someone you thought was your friend. Um, I think with all relationships in general, communication is key. We'll keep saying that probably. Yeah. But um, I think if they're that good of a friend, you should be able to say, Hey, look, this happened and, and I didn't feel good about it. I want to hear, you know, what your motivation was behind that, why this happened. Um, and tell them that it bothered you. You have to, right? I mean, yeah, but what, what, what is the betrayal? Because there are different levels. Yeah. I mean, I I, I guess like, I mean, if it's, if it's worth ending a friendship over to you, then that's your decision. Um, but I think in most cases, I think communication, man, I just think you have to, you just have to ask and, and yeah, cause we, what's going we, on. Yeah. We tend to jump to conclusions too, in a lot of things and read into situations for things that weren't. Have you had that happen? Really like, happened. have you had a friend like just completely betray you and what did you do? Well, it depends on, that's why I was asking what, what's the betrayal? Because it would depend on, to me, it would depend on, okay, whether they break my trust, my respect, like what's the betrayal? Because breaking trust to me is a big thing. Respect, if you disrespect me, like in some way, then yeah, it's going to be like a communication thing. Right. But, so if someone breaks trust, your trust, you're done. Trust is a little harder to earn back. I'm not going to say it's not hard to earn back. I agree with you, but I don't think that it's always... I think communication is the key, even if right. it is trust is broken, but it's going to be a little more difficult for them to talk their way back into being my friend, I think. Well, I don't, I don't even... I mean, I, I think that... I don't know. I, I, t- I tend to think that, uh, that there's always hope in a relationship, and I'm one of those people that I will... I will try and try and try until we're, yeah, it's just, it's just, I don't know. But I, I'm one of those people that I think that there's always hope and I would rather communicate with the person, let them, you know, try to win my, my trust back. But then or, also, I hate to say win my trust back, but you know what I mean? Like show that you're worthy of trust. Yeah. But then there's also those people who are self-destructive and just burn every bridge. But you have to, and you have to be able to recognize those people. Yeah. You have to be able to know, to know when it's just not, it's not good, man. It's not good. So I don't know if you and one of us is qualified to answer this question. Well, let's find out. That sounds like the kind of question I want to answer. <laughs> well, this is like, this is from listener C. Okay. 
Okay. It's like four questions. Okay. Where do you meet quality men? Okay. That's question one. Where am I supposed to go to find them? Okay. Then what am I supposed to say? Oh. So it's three questions. Sorry. Okay. There's too much pressure and your girl can't take it, she said. Oh, see. <laughs> okay. Where to meet men? Uh, I haven't had to meet a man in a while, so... Uh, but. Like we were talking about earlier, Target. I feel like Target's the great place. <laughs> <laughs> if you're looking for anything that you need or do not need, go to Target. Um, I mean, <laughs> I can see, I can see a bunch of single people running around Target looking for their mate like, with what? Starbucks in hand, <laughs> Grande Soy Latte. Okay, they still Extra go the free popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you meet your husband? Uh, we met through a mutual friend. Okay. So, okay, so that's one thing. Kind of, you know, feeling out your friend's situation. Where'd you, you meet know your husband? any single men? The internet. <laughs> well, there you go. There's plenty of fish in all those dating apps. Uh, but there's also some weirdos. So, yeah. um, you, well, you got you, farmersonly.com as well. I mean, well, you don't <laughs> Surely they're good wholesome men on Farmers Only. At farmersonly.com. <laughs> this is not sponsored. Um, <laughs> Watch, we get a call from them. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> no, I mean, I think the internet is always great. Um, if you're active in a church group or any a theater group or honestly, just getting out there in your community is always a good way to meet people. Um, have a party and, and ask your friends to bring all of their single friends, male, female, doesn't matter because you never know, like, you know, who you're going to meet. You just never know. Why not? I mean, you can always do the bar scene. I don't, I, people have always had that question. I don't think it's ever changed. Yeah. I mean, you can always it's do social, the, any kind of social setting. The bar scene is just so, oh, I don't know. Well, Nashville's a different animal though. Woo, it's a completely girls. different beast if you're yeah. looking for somebody to date long term. Right. Because most people are transient and all the honky tonk stuff. They're, they're just in town right. for vacation or conference or work or whatever. Yeah. If you don't live, if you, if you live here, you don't go there. That's not how this works. Yeah, I know. Printer's Alley, that's where the locals go. <laughs> or anywhere Because it's else. harder to find. Yeah. Or Santa's Pub. Santa. All right. Next question. Here it is. How much of your love life is okay to share with your friends? Mm, I think it depends on what you're sharing. Um, one, it's a matter of what you're comfortable sharing, but also... You have to think about your audience because there are some friends that are not able to be objective and that can be a little dangerous because if say you're having a fight with your significant other and then this friend is like, he's the worst. You know what? Uh Uh-uh. No, girl, you deserve better than that. Break up with him. You know, we all have that friend. My mind goes a completely different way with that question because my mind's always in the gutter. I would go to like how much of your sex life, like, you know, that type of intimate. I mean, I think this is an all inclusive question, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, as far as like relationship related things, you know, I think again, you have to know your audience, know that they're going to be objective because sometimes we're just in our feelings, um, as, as humans and we need to have someone to go, well, now I don't know if you're entirely correct on this. And that's, that's good to have those kinds of friends that can kind of reel you back into reality. Um, let you be in your feelings, but girl, you're wrong. Uh, or boy, you're wrong, whatever. Um, and as far as the sex stuff, I'm you know, whatever you feel comfortable. I mean, I think I, I, I wish people would hold back more when it comes to like the nitty gritty sex stuff. I've worked in medicine for almost 20 years and they think just because I worked in medicine that yeah. they can ask me the really nasty questions. Uh huh. I don't care. I don't want, no, um, no, I don't want a part of that. It's like, well, that's a vision I'm never going to get out of my head. Like if it's a le- <laughs> legitimate medical question that I might be able to answer, that's fine. Right. But not, no, no, not just because you think that I've seen it all. It doesn't mean right. I don't want to talk about right, it. Right, right, right. I see it. Yeah. Next question. How do you feel about having high expectations of your significant other? And what do you do if and when they're not met? Another anonymous question. I have to say it again. Expectation is the root of all evil. There are no exceptions to this. Having high standards is a completely different situation. Um, having high standards, you know, that this, the, the person that you're, you're with, you know, um, 
has a job or whatever, doesn't live with his mom in his basement, doesn't murder people in a van that is unmarked, you know, things like that. Um, but I think having high standards is fine. Expectations, you're always going to be disappointed because it's never going to be exactly like you wanted. Um, what do you think about that? I think this person might have thought standards, maybe not not the definition of expectations. Because that's how I kind of take the question of like, okay, if you were, you know, like cleaning house or, or whatever, um, you know, there's an expectation that you both kind of share the load. Right. Unless your dynamic is different in a relationship. Some relationships are different. Sure. My relationship, we share everything. Right. You know, cleaning house and all that stuff. So then if your partner stops doing it, well, then that expectation, they've kind of shit on that, right? So Sure. I think in that case, you have to talk about it. But if it's one of those things where you're thinking it in here, but then it's not being met out here, that's a different situation. You have to say, yeah. hey, you know. You have to think about, first of all, am I have I voiced this expectation to that person that, oh, I want you to load the dishwasher or whatever that the thing is. Um, have you voiced that? And if not, um, maybe that's a, a good place to start. <laughs> well, and also never, you can never come from a place of like trying to change somebody for what you want them no, to be. No, that does not work. Because that's where, that's where high expectations comes in where, yes, well, I'm expecting you to be this way. So I'm going to try to change you. No. no. Never works out. Don't Fuck try to shit. change people. Fuck all that. <laughs> Leave me alone. All right. There's some really long questions here. That's fine. We have time. Go ahead. Another sex question. How about that? Ooh. How to let a partner know you want to try something kinky without feeling judged? Well, if you're worried that you're going to be judged, I would question the relationship that you're in already. Um, yeah, but there's still embarrassing things in relationships. I I guess. I don't know. I just feel like at this point with... Like, I know people who have been together 10 years and don't fart in front of each other. Well, that's their problem. Like, I don't... <laughs> no, and, and, and it's not that they have a bad relationship. They don't communicate. It's just something they right. don't do. Yeah. I mean, I think you just have to communicate. Again, it all goes back to communication. You just have to like, hey, I mean, I'm not feeling so like confident about this, but this is something <laughs> I'm kind of interested in. How do you feel about Fifty Shades of Grey? <laughs> I, I think you kind of ease into it. There you go. You don't just go f- straight on bondage. You don't go straight Christian Grey? No. That works? Oh. Well, that wouldn't be it. I've been living my life wrong the entire time. What? Those are horrible movies and books. But <laughs> they are. I don't my, know. One of my best friends is a dominatrix. That shit is not real. It's fucking horrible. <laughs> so, but I I think you ease into it. Like, especially when you get into something like bondage. I think it's more than one of those things of like, you talk to your partner about maybe handcuffs first. Okay. And then you kind of progress into more and more. Okay. If that's your thing. That's fair. You know, if yeah. you have, there's plenty of fetishes to go around. Sure. We can sit here all day and talk about fetishes, but. Well. BDSM. I don't know. BDSM tends to be the biggest one right now because of the stupid 50 shades of gray shit. Yeah. And that's just, I mean, isn't that basically just Twilight fan fiction? That's what We could also right? psychoanalyze the chick from that book, how many ways she's fucked oh, in the head. No. Well, if it's anything like the girl from Twilight, well. Well, we're not even going to get into Robert Pattinson being Batman. Hashtag now. bless her heart. <laughs> talking about talking about Christian Stewart and all that. <laughs> Horrible Batman. Batman. <laughs> when there's a whole John Hamm out here just existing in the world, or Milo Ventimiglia, you're going to Robert Pat. Okay, I'm sorry, <laughs> I can't. No. <laughs> what else you got? Another question from Janae. Janae. How do you decide when it's okay to tell people about personal things, especially when it comes to medical stuff? Mm. I have a chromosome disorder, and I know that especially when I started dating, seriously, it's something that I'll have to bring up. But even with just other close friends, what do you think can be good marks for knowing when to trust someone with that personal information? That is an interesting one because, um, so I actually, I struggle with several chronic health conditions. I've got an autoimmune condition, and I've definitely been there uh, where... Especially when you meet new people, um, I think new friends, new you know dating interests, um, they may have expectations that you can't can't fulfill because you you know because of your health. Um, and I know that was always hard for me, especially in the beginning, to navigate those waters. But um, over time, that's actually one of the first things that I talk about now. Um, when I meet people, um, I've found that people are generally pretty accepting and they want to know what they can do to help you and to, to help you 
feel better. And and if they really like you, they're going to want to spend time with you, even if you can't go close the bar down till three in the morning or whatever it is that you, you know, you're, you're not able to do. I think again, communication is key as far as like the trust factor, not knowing a lot about what, what's going on with Janae. Um, you know, if it's something you don't want everybody to know, then that's, that's a, that's a different situation. I'm, I've kind of become an open book with that, but that has taken me a full decade to get to the point where I am comfortable enough in my own skin to be able to say, you know, these are my struggles and you know, this is, this is who I am. This is a part of who I am, but I'm still rad as shit. So let's hang out. So, yeah. I, I feel like I'm playing the devil's advocate today with everything. Go ahead. Go ahead. Devil's advocate me. <laughs> it's another one of those things with working in medicine. People always want to lead with that stuff. The first time I meet them, mm-hmm. like just kind of vomit out all of their medical issues. Cause they want my opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no. I mean, that's a different situation. If, if somebody's out, like trying I think, to, but, but I think with any issues like that, unless it's something obvious, okay, like an obvious, something obviously wrong with you, okay, and the person's going to ask anyway, then I would say the first conversation you might have with this person, if you want to be friends with them, I think the first conversation you might say something, but with some other things like chronic illnesses and stuff, unless it comes up in conversation, I just don't. See the reason I think why once you get to know some, starting to get to know somebody two, three times, you meet them or whatever. I think then it becomes the reason why I personally put it out there a little bit more is because a lot of times people want to go and they want to do a lot of very active things, and I have to be. I don't. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the spoon theory, but um, it's talking about basically how much energy that we all have to expend in a day, and how much you know we have to expend versus a very healthy person. And um, so we have to be very careful with how we expend that energy. And so sometimes people don't understand when you've been at work all day and you literally just don't have it to give anymore. Um, So I kind of put it out there. I don't, I don't make a big production about it. I don't think that's a thing. I don't think you should, you know, it's not a badge of honor necessarily, but I'm not ashamed of it. Yeah. You know, it's something that when it's a getting to know you thing and it's like, so tell me about yourself, you know, well, you know, this is a part of me, but I also like nineties music, no diggity, no doubt. Uh, and <laughs> I like really shitty horror movies, you know, let's talk about that. But it's definitely something that I, I talk about that I, I cover, um, when somebody's, asking about me because it's definitely something that I deal with. And usually it it prompts a conversation where, you know, people ask about it. So what does that mean? What does that, you know, how does that affect your life? And then you're able to kind of tell them. And then what has happened more often than not, that is, you know, they tell me about something that they've struggled with and they, you know, have a hard time maybe talking about, and that opens a whole other door in this friendship. What I'm talking about is like when you first meet somebody, like say you're just at a barbecue or a cocktail party, whatever. Right. I've had those people that just that's a different vomit thing. out everything that's wrong in their life, and then you're like, then I'm kind of taking it back because I'm like, I just met you. Like maybe the hey, second or third time I just met out. you, and this is crazy. <laughs> Get out of my face! I've got fibromyalgia. <laughs> so do you have a heat pack? I don't know. <laughs> right. Some people just who need heat. That's all I'm saying. All right, another question from listener Henry. This is a long one as well. I feel like I used to flee when things started to go bad and maybe didn't get much of a chance to working things through and grow my relationships. But now I wonder if all my self-talk to stay in my current relationship might have been a mistake. I have also stayed because I'm trying to have unrealistic expectations of my partner and they, and I'm not perfect either. Long time listener, first time caller, Henry. What what's the question? I feel like I missed the question. Let me look at these notes here. What what is the question? I wonder if all my self talk and saying my current relationship might have been a mistake. Okay. And he stayed because of unrealistic expectations of his partner. I feel like if you're, it's one of those things. If you're questioning it, something's not right. But also, if you're talking to yourself to stay into in a relationship, that's not good. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's not very a good sign. No. Uh, you should want to be there, uh, and if you don't, then you have to you kind you know kind of look at yourself. Why is he short to be why? in a shitty relationship? Why life is way too short? Yeah. Why are you talking yourself into being a shitty in in a shitty relationship? Uh, I think people's, you know, reasons vary on that. And I think a lot of times it does have to do with their self-worth. And there's, there's this quote, it's, uh, 
we accept the love that we think we deserve. And I think that that is one of the truest things that's ever been said. And oftentimes we do accept people treating us like garbage because it's a, you know, it's an internal thing that we feel that that's what we deserve for whatever reason. We don't feel like we're good enough. We don't feel like we deserve the thing that we want. And so we accept this because we think that's all we can get. But if you're in the situation and you're conscious that you're talking yourself into being in the situation, so you're conscious of the problems, Yep. you're conscious of your own self inner dialogue, talking yourself into the situation. Sure. It seems like it'd be easier to get out if you're conscious of that. Because a lot of people would do it in like an un- unconscious way of talking themselves being in a bad situation. It's a lot easier to stay in a crappy situation sometimes than it is to get out of it. I, and I say that as someone that's been there. Um, I'm so saying is I don't know because sometimes I've really I, I have been in, in a situation where it was not good. It was very unhealthy. Um, and um, sometimes that's easier then you know, because it's it's the future's unknown it's scary it's this big you know what uh, i don't know i don't know what i'm gonna do so you know like let's say you that again i'm, I'm kind of using my own situation for this but i was living with that person so it's you know i have to find a whole new place to live i have to do all of these things in order to get out of this relationship and so i ended up staying when i definitely should have left so sometimes you can be i think you can acknowledge that you know that it's not right, but it's, it's a lot harder than you think to leave it. But it's, I have to say as someone who's been there, if you're, if you are going through that and it's, you know, and you think you should leave, make the plans, figure it out. You'll be so much better off. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's just life's too short for all. Way, 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 way too short. I feel like I'm such an asshole today because I'm like (laughs) arguing with everything that you say. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have sour grapes today? Jeez. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) That's okay. I don't know what the problem is. I don't know. I only have the opinion I have. This question I don't understand. Okay. It's a very long one, but it begins with, with, I just don't understand this. Okay. How do normal, healthy love relationships end? Okay. That's an oxymoron. Relationships in messy. There's no. There's. Yeah, that's not true. For the most part, there's no healthy end to a relationship. Mm, I will disagree, but continue with the question. You know, where the two people are good people and have a relatively healthy relationship, but decide to end it based on what they want for their future, or something versus the relationship went sour. Never been part of a healthy breakup, so I'm wondering if and how that actually happens. Me too. That was from Rosita. Rosita, (laughs) she loves our show. Thank you, Rosita. Uh, so. I think that that is possible um, because it can just be a simple matter of you have two people that, you know, they care about each other, but you guys want completely different things and it doesn't have to be, and I think this happens more in more adult relationships. So like your, your, your younger generation, maybe not so much. Um, But I think when you both can acknowledge, okay, this is not, you want this and I want I, you want A, I want B, et cetera, whatever. Okay. So we, ha- I think it's, you kind of have to come to the same point in a relationship. I'm not going to say it happens often um, because typically one person is super invested and then the other person's ready to split. Um, so, but if and then one person's going to blame the other person. Exactly. Which is messy. why a lot of relationships do in a messy way. But I have known people that were their relationships, you, they kind of came to the same point and they, and it wasn't like, there was any hatred and that they, they disliked each other, but they knew that based on their own personal uh, goals and what they wanted out of life, that they had to move on um, and that they would just be better off as friends. And I'm then they saying, were. I'm not saying it never happens. I'm just saying it's the unicorn relationship. Oh, sure. And I'm not, because, and I'm not because gonna disagree. If, if, if it's ending where you're both amicable and it's ending. Absolutely. And you're both good. There's no tension, no animosity. There probably wasn't a relationship for a long time there at the end anyway. Well, I think it's, you know, the relationship some, dissolved long ago and you both just let it happen. Sure. I know I'm not going to disagree with you, but I think that in some cases that, you know, maybe they end up becoming more it's, it's, you realize you're just better off as friends. I think it's the unicorn. <laughs> hey, I've known people shit. it's happened. So, I mean, it is possible. Uh, it's possible. I guess I'm just argumentative today. I'm sorry, Mel. I'm just argumentative today. <laughs> God, Eric. <laughs> Here's another short question. I'm going to change it a little bit because this is not just guys and, and girls. Um, it says, why are guys intimidated by confident, independent women? Oh boy. I think it goes both ways. I don't think it matters what your gender is. I don't think it matters 
what your sexuality is. I think you have people who are more dominant personality. You have people who are more introverted. Mm-hmm. You're introvert, extrovert. Right. And so I just think that, you know, I don't think it's a, it's a man woman thing. I think it's a, it's just a personality thing. I think some no, people are just more intimidated because they're more of a introverted type person and not even necessarily they're in, that they're intimidated, but they're just a little more shy about things. People are, intimidated uh, by things that they don't necessarily understand, I think, often. Um, And I think, okay, (laughs) this is, I have, I have a, 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 like a, a dual answer to this. So I do think there are cases where someone is kind of intimidated because it's just not how, it's just not how they are. So they don't understand it. But I also think and I'm saying this again as a woman and I, and several of my female friends that have done this where it's, he doesn't like me because he's intimidated by me, by my confidence and my independent womanness and my woo. Yeah. And uh, sometimes he's just not that into you and that's okay. And, and that's like the tough love advice where sometimes you just have to say, you know what? Maybe he just didn't like what I had to bring to the table. Doesn't mean that what you're bringing to the table isn't amazing girl. He just couldn't see it. But I think also there there are people out there who like to be the provider, sure, and like to be not even the dominant one in the relationship, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but they like taking care of the other person. Mm-hmm. So it's not that they're intimidated because you're independent and you're you have a good career or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think they're just looking for somebody who they not even take care of, but I think they just feel better when they're the ones that are the provider. I guess that makes sense. Sure, no, that makes sense. I think they they, they think that's their role for whatever reason. Sure. I mean, I'm in medicine because I think that I should take care of people and I have that like mentality and that sense of like with my friends, if there's something wrong with them emotionally or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, then I want to be there for them and try to fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's just what I was made to do. Sure. Um, in my relationship, I've, my husband, I think he feels like he wants to be the provider and the right. one that, you know, makes our... It's about finding monetary that. life successful and you know, all that. Well, and I think it's just in general, it's about finding that balance. You know, you given that example with your husband, with me and my husband, like I think typically speaking, the husband is the one that like, so let's say that you're having to get your car repaired and they're giving you some highball like estimate. Normally it's like, you know, like I, in like a lot of marriages, you've got that one person it's usually the husband in that relationship. That's like, that's the one that handles it because they're the one that's gonna, you know, that's gonna call to call to order. What's going on with this mechanic in our relationship. That's me. I'm the one that's like, Oh no, you didn't. This is how this is going to be. You're overcharging me for this shit just because I'm a woman. What's wrong with you? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm the one I'm the intimidator in that situation, but we have a good balance and that works for us. So, it's fine. Like, <laughs> I think on the flip side of that, though, you have some of those people that I'm a strong, independent woman, don't need no man, like that type of stuff. And it's like, I mean, uh, you don't need a person. You want to be with somebody. Exactly. And but I if think you that's carry the yeah. attitude around that you don't need anybody because you, whatever. Well, you're going to have a hard time finding We can somebody. go real philosophical on this. I mean, the part of the beauty of the human experience is getting to experience it with other people. So do we need other people. I mean, you know, I, in to a degree, I think the answer is yes. Um, oh, so, we're, we're social creatures. The exactly. Human social. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that attitude can get to the point of being maybe a little detrimental, but, uh, I also appreciate any, any woman, especially like, cause I mean, we're all about, you know, women power here, but you know, I'm, I, I appreciate anybody that's, you know, I don't know. That's all about it. And they're, they're cool. They don't, they don't need, to be in a relationship. I think really that's what they mean is you know, I don't need yeah, yeah. to be in a relationship and I completely appreciate that. But if you don't love your love yourself, how the hell are you supposed to love somebody else? That's good that's advice. True. You should be good with yourself being single because then you bring more to the table when you get in a relationship. That's I true. Think. You absolutely have to love yourself. One more question. This is a long one to you from Enid. What is it that I can say to my boyfriend that expresses clearly to him that he is not actually listening to what I'm saying? You know, those times when he answers with information he thinks I'm asking for and I say, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm asking this blank. And he repeats the same information. And we cycle through again and again with him never actually hearing me or acknowledging that I am telling him that I'm not feeling heard. Then he gets mad at me just because I'm ir- irritated with him, just surviving somehow. Enid, <laughs> I'm laughing because whoever this is is a Walking Dead fan. <laughs> um, okay, 
So I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like you you have to call them out, right? You have to say, okay. Well, it like she is. is. You, I mean, and if they're not listening to you, then that's a problem. If 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 yeah. you're calling them out and they're still not listening to you, then that is problematic. That is not a good sign, right? Well, and she also says that you know he's he's not acknowledging that she's telling him I'm not feeling heard. So he's not acknowledging, you know, her feelings. You only feel how you feel, and that's a problem. I yeah. mean, you have to. Uh, you have to care about the other person and their feelings and, and yeah, that's part of a relationship. So if they don't care about your feelings, this isn't, this isn't a good thing, guys. This is not good. So do you have anything to add to that? I don't think so. All right. We're good. Well, thank you all for joining us. Yes. This is, that's all the questions that we have time for today. So thank you to the good folks at PodX for having us. Producer Eric, thank you for being here with me today. Thank you for having me. And uh, thank you gorgeous humans out here hanging out with us in the audience today. If you like what you heard, please head over to your favorite podcast provider and follow us rate review and subscribe to your BFF podcast. You can also follow at your BFF pod on all the socials. You can find producer Eric here at producer Eric 82 and you can find me at music city mill there as well. And thank you again so much. Good night, Nashville. (laughs) Like what you hear? You can download and listen to past and future episodes using Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, or online at www.yourbffpodcast.com. Follow the show at your BFF pod and Mel at Music City Mel on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. For any questions or topic suggestions, email us at your BFF pod at gmail.com. And as always, thank you for listening. Thank you.